Okay, Harry, you see these two beams here? Uh Uh-huh. Well, these two beams have to go. We're moving them into a new house. Why are we doing that? Because they want to move, that's why. But beams don't want to move. I know, just go with it. Time to get out those conference sledgehammers. It's Super Conference Wrecking Time. Insert the theme from the NES game Wrecking Crew right here. I can't do it. It's copyright. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. The podcast talking local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio area sports. Listen on your favorite podcast platforms by visiting cindaypod.com. That's C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D.com. Intro theme is Overdrive by Matrika from Upbeat.io. Here's your host, Lee W. Mowen. I promise no more construction voice, but I do have some good news. From here until about early May, you can catch this podcast on WWSU 106.9 FM. That's around the Wright State Fairborn Beaver Creek area. If you're not around that area, you can listen to it online, WWSU1069.org. Got to thank Shay Neal and Parker Testa for, you know, asking me to put the podcast on and bringing me along. It's an honor to be back on radio airwaves. And for those that are listening on the radio, if you like what you hear, my website is sindaypod.com and the leewmallon.com. And you can follow me at the Lee W. Mallon and Sunday Pod for local sports shenanigans. So big news there. Really, really happy to hear my voice on radio again, although it's super weird. You ever get that feeling where you just hear yourself like, shut up. This guy's an idiot. Oh, wait, this guy is me. But no, I again, thank you to Shay and Parker and all the WWSU folks for allowing me to have a little bit of time on college radio again with my podcast. Hey, local sports are back on radio. Crap, I got to change everything, don't I? Nah, I'll be fine. So you might wonder, if you're listening to this as a podcast, why did I name this Super Conference Wrecking Crew? And why is my ugly mug on the box art of this episode? Well, it's because, you know, conferences are getting wrecked up. We're going to talk about two of those today. And we're going to start off first with the Southwest Ohio Conference. Currently a six-school conference in the Cincinnati area, one of two conferences that formed after the ginormous Fort Ancient Valley Conference was eliminated. And I keep thinking it happened, you know, shortly ago, like five years, but this is more like 10 plus years now. Every time I think about that, it's like, wow, I'm getting old, but that's okay. So the two beams, as I mentioned in the intro, are the Edgewood Cougars and the Ross Rams. Edgewood's from Trenton, west end of town, and Ross is from the small village of Ross, south of Hamilton, and north of Cleves. If you don't know where that is, it's a small village. It's north of uh, Harrison. So there you go. It's around Harrison. It's by a state line. It's, yeah, it's that close. Anyway, Edgewood and Ross are leaving for the Southwestern Buckeye League. Now, for those that don't know, the Southwest Ohio Conference, a little bit branched out. Well, it was with Little Miami in it, but Panthers have moved to the Eastern Cincinnati Conference last year, two years ago. That's been a while now, hasn't it? Now, moving into a league that's primarily around the Dayton area. And Edgewood, pretty good fit. Ross, pretty far fit, let's be honest. But... Let's talk about it. This is from WCPO, the ABC affiliate in Cincinnati, Channel 9. And this is by Mike Dyer, who, if you don't know, he is one of the big names to follow when you're talking Cincinnati high school sports. This dude is everywhere. This dude does a great job at his job. So this is from January 25th, 2022 and updated about an hour after that, I guess. Edgewood and Ross announced Tuesday afternoon last month that the athletic programs are scheduled to lead the Southwest Ohio Conference to join the Southwestern Buckeye League starting in 2023-2024. So I remember that week, Ross made the announcement, and originally I didn't like it. Ross will be a good fit competition-wise, but oh boy, 
that's some drives uh, for Eaton, which Eaton's probably the better one just because you can have 127 go through Hamilton, then take 128. Bam, there's Ross. Uh, Waynesville. Ooh, Waynesville, that's a tough drive. Monroe would be the closest school to Ross, and that's still about 30 plus minutes. So geographically, eh, not the best fit, but again, competition-wise, I think they'll fit right in. So two hours later, Edgewood makes the same announcement. They're heading to the SWBL, not next year, but the following year, which I like Edgewood doing this, and I will tell you why. So it doesn't sound like I'm a giant hypocrite. So Edgewood's in Trenton. That's the west end of Trenton, which is west of Middletown. And the closest foes right off the bat, Middletown, Madison, Carlisle, Franklin, all within about 20 minutes or so. It's not too far from those. Valley View's not too bad. North of Middletown, that's not a bad drive. Uh, Eaton, eh, Eaton might be a little far, but again, you got 73, 127, bam, you're in Eaton. So not that many curves. Waynesville, uh, <laughs> I mean, Waynesville and Edgewood, or on State Route 73, so you think, but remember, you're going through Middletown, you're going through Franklin, you're going for Springboro, and then you go through a little bit of countryside before you get to Waynesville, so mm, it's a bit of a trip, but I like Edgewood's fit into this. Ross is still far away away, but with this combo, I don't mind it as much, because, you know, you can balance out the the conferences, if you will, which we'll talk about in a minute. Back to the article. The two schools have been members of the Southwest Ohio Conference, or the SWAC, since prior to the 2012-13 school year. Like I mentioned, definitely on the first take, not sure on this take, that the Southwest Ohio Conference was one of two conferences formed when the Fort Ancient Valley Conference collapsed. And if you don't remember the Fort Ancient Valley Conference, remember when the GWAC had 20 schools, about like that, except I think there was 24 at one point in three divisions. It, it was a big conference. It's not quite as big as the Queen City Conference from back in the day when there was like 32 schools in there, but oh, it was pretty close to that. So what's this do for the Southwest Ohio Conference with those two teams gone? Well, you got four teams left. What's it do for the Southwestern Buckeye League if they don't lose any teams here and there or don't add any more teams here and there? Well, now you have a 12 school league again. Remember, the Southwestern Buckeye League is coming off losing four. Uh, Dixie and Preble Shawnee to the Western Ohio Athletic Conference, which is basically the cross-county conference 2.0, and then Milton Union Northridge to the Three Rivers Conference. Not to be fused with the Three Rivers Athletic Conference in Toledo. No, it's not the same. Hope it would be the same. That drive, though. So, again, I mentioned I like the fit. Because both schools have great athletic programs, and they should fit right in with the Southwestern Buckeye League. I Like I said, Ross is a bit of a drive for everyone, but at the same time, you know, 127-128 will probably be the way most teams go. Monroe, probably 75-275-128 up to Ross. But, hey, we're not here to talk about directions. We're here to talk about the two schools entering the Southwestern Buckeye League. So the president, Joe Pullett of the SWOC, mentioned that the Southwest Ohio Conference has been informed that Edgewood and Ross intend to leave after the 22-23 school year. We wish them the best of luck as they begin their transition to the Southwestern Buckeye League. As a league, we have already started the process of reaching out to other area high schools to gauge their interests as we look to replace Edgewood and Ross and possibly expand further. So right now, the Southwestern Buckeye League, I mentioned a few schools. And for Edgewood, you got Valley View, Carlisle, Milltown, Madison, Franklin, all short drives. Monroe isn't terrible either. Then you got Bellbrook, Waynesville, Oakwood towards South Dayton, and Brookville, Eaton, and that's your 10 right now. So... Edgewood, again, like I said, they're closer than Ross, but at the same time, you know, hey, Ross Affleck director Jake Richards mentioned in the article, we're doing what we feel is in the best interest of our students and our student athletes for the long term. We feel like the SWBL is a great place for us. Our values align very well. We have great relationships already with a lot of their member schools. We feel like it's a great move for us as a district. So I mentioned a bunch of times the drive, but 
if you think about it, there's some good battles happening. I mean, Edgewood, you know, boys basketball had a good year. Football had a good year. Ross's football team is on the up and up now. I mean, they're really good. Basketball is pretty good, too. So a lot of the sports that Edgewood and Ross are going to enter in with the SWBL, they're very competitive. And I like this move, too, because if you think about it, there's less games to schedule because now you have, you know, a lot of the SWBL. Now, yes, there's the whole, you know, cross-division things. You can add those games in, too. But with the Southwest Ohio Conference, Edgewood and Ross would need, you know, home and home. So that's 10. But then you got 12 games to fill. And you get home and home with your division, which we're going to have a look at. And then I'm going to plan what's probably the best way for the Southwestern Buckeye League to do this if they're going to stay west-east. So before I get to that, What's the Southwest Ohio Conference going to do? They got four schools, Harrison, Mount Healthy, uh, Northwest, and the Coleraine Township area. And I knew I was going to blank out on the fourth one. Um, let's check it out real quick and see. It's Edge, It's not Edgewin Ross anymore. Well, next year. It is Harrison, Mount Healthy, Northwest, and Oxford, Talawanda. A little surprised that Talawanda didn't jump on this. I mean, there's... Nothing saying that they won't between now and then. And how did I forget Oxford Talawanda? They have hockey. If they joined the Southwestern Buckeye League, they'd be the only school with hockey in that league. Woo. Oxford Talawanda, you got that natural rivalry with Eaton because the battle is 732. And Talawanda right down the road from Edgewood. So you have that, you know, it'd be a heck of a drive for Waynesville. <laughs> All the way out towards Clinton County and Wilmington. And then they got to make the trip towards Indiana and Oxford. Fun, fun, fun. So I was talking to one of my engineers at ESP Media, Steve Albrink. And I was like, who does the Southwest Ohio Conference add? It's ones that I don't I don't have an answer for. We didn't think of any schools. So I'm really going to be interested to see what the Southwest Ohio Conference does now. Again, Mount Healthy, Northwest, Talawanda, Harrison. Those are good programs there. But at the same time, you know, you got Harrison towards the state line. Mount Healthy's on 127, uh, north of North College Hill. You got Northwest and Coleraine Township, like I mentioned. And then there's Talawanda in Oxford. So, yeah, right now, Talawanda is the northernmost team and the most drive to get to. Although for Mount Healthy, it's just up 127, then 73. But then again, that drive of 73 is pretty long. So again, nothing final. I don't know if Talawanda will ever decide to do the SWBL thing. But you know, like I said, they fit right in with Eaton. Uh, the East, uh, that'd be a little bit troublesome to and from. But yeah, I don't know what the Southwest Ohio Conference adds. I'm going to be really interested to see who they ask. I mean, more conferences are going to have to lose. I mean, they're going to have to lose teams if they accept Southwest Ohio Conference. Maybe they go for schools for a while. I don't know. That'd be really tough, though, because, again, for basketball, it's 22 games a year plus playoffs. So if you think about that, you have home and homes with Mount Healthy, Harrison, Oxford, Talawanda. And Northwest. Don't know why I'm forgetting the fourth team so much. And I have the website. In, well, I had that website in front of me, but uh, there you go. But yeah, I don't really know what the Southwest Ohio Conference does because I can't think of any schools that have a perfect fit in between, you know, Mount Healthy, Northwest, Harrison, and then Talawanda because there's nothing that comes to mind. Har um, not Harrison, excuse me. Hamilton won't leave the Greater Miami Conference for that. I say that, then they do. It's always my luck. So right now, let's talk about the Southwestern Buckeye League. They're picking up two teams that would be in the West, which right now is Eaton, Brookville, Valley View, Carlisle, and Middletown, Madison. In the East, it's Bellbrook, Monroe, Waynesville, Franklin, Oakwood. I don't know who you bump from the West to put in Edgewood and Ross if you stay East-West. There's no guarantee that they're going to do that. They might go small school, big school like they have for most of their history. But I, there's no guaranteeing that. 
I forgot Eaton had such a great year in football. I'm looking at it. It's like, wow. It was just a few months ago. Lee, why don't you remember, remember that? But right now, Bell, Brook, Monroe, Waynesville, Franklin, Oakwood is in the east. Which, you know, Waynesville, they're fairly close to Bellbrook. That's not a terrible drive. Waynesville on 73, they can get to Franklin pretty quickly. Oakwood, that's 73-48, and then, you know, driving to Oakwood. Uh, let's see, Monroe, 73 down 75. That's not the worst. And the West, Eaton Valley View, not too far apart. Although they lost that connection with Preble Shawnee, you know. But, hey, Preble Shawnee, I think the Western Ohio Athletic Conference is a better fit for him anyway. Brookfield Valley View, that's, again, Dixie right through that. Uh, but pretty close to bordering each other. Valley View Carlisle, that's north-south. Valley View Middletown Masson, that's northeast-southwest. So, yeah, not a bad lineup. Edgewood probably would go in the west, but I don't know who you bump to the east. So right now, you might look at seven teams in the West and still five in the East, which, you know, how's that fair? But honestly, I don't know who would go in the west, uh, the East from the West because all those schools are in the Western part of the Southwestern Buckeye League. You know what I mean? So that's going to be interesting to see. And remember, it's not this upcoming school year. As Ross and Edgewood are leaving for the SWBL in 2023, 2024, not the next year. So, still a little bit of time to plan this stuff out, but it's going to be very interesting to see. I just thought of a school that the Southwest Ohio Conference might extend an invitation to. It is the school, I think, that has the last grass football field, and that'd be New Miami. I mean, think about it. New Miami is, what are they? Division seven in football. So division three, four in basketball, something like that. I mean, that's actually New Miami's north of Hamilton, isn't it? So that's in between Talawanda and the other three schools. So maybe it just really depends if they want to leave the Miami Valley Conference. Actually, let's look at the Miami Valley Conference. Follow me on this exciting trip as I type into my laptop and talk about things as we keep going along. You know, with this WWSU news, now I have to make sure that I'm an hour or less. And also, it's keeping me, you know, doing my podcast. So hopefully I don't run out of ideas, but I don't think I will. There's always local sports to talk about. So let's look back at football and look at the schools. Uh, New Miami, their division, they're in the gray division of the Miami Valley Conference, which there's a few teams in Butler County, and that's kind of it. They have Cincinnati Country Day, which is towards Milford in that area. They got Lachlan, which is part of that 75 split when you're heading towards downtown Cincinnati. Uh, St. Bernard Elmwood Place is around 75, too. Clark uh, Montessori, actually, I don't know where that is. Miami Valley Christian, I think. Again, listen to the exciting tale as I pull up Google Maps and find these schools because I don't remember actually where they're at. I know these names, but um, yeah. Most of the ones I can point out, it's like, yeah, I know where that is. Okay, Miami Valley Christian Academy is on Church Street in Newtown, which is the other way heading towards Turpin. So that's on the east side. Ooh, man, that's a drive. Especially from someone that's, you know, working for a Cincinnati company. That is a drive. Man, I didn't realize they were that far. I thought they were, I think it's Cincinnati Christian. They're in Fairfield. And what was the other one? Clark Montessori? Let's find that out together. Isn't this exciting? Aren't you glad you're listening to it? Erie Avenue in Cincinnati. Which is where exactly? There's Observatory. That's 561. Some parts. Uh, looks like that is... A little bit away from 71, so Hyde Park area. So, northeast of downtown. I thought they were on the west end, too. Oh, they're right by Withrow. Okay, so 71. So, yeah. New Miami, kind of out of the way. Most of these schools are either on 75, Lachlan, St. Bernard, Elmwood Place, or east, Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati Country Day, like I mentioned, uh, Clark Montessori, East of 71, Miami Valley Christian towards Batavia and the Eastgate Jungle Gyms. So that's a possibility. Would Miami, New Miami want to leave, though? I don't know, but I think, you know, maybe there's a chance. I know now the big argument is not location, because like I mentioned, Edgewood and Ross, you know, Ross might be further away, but they're still going to bring a great battle to the SWBL, no matter who they face. Now the big question is how they fit division-wise. Because remember, you can't just have like Division One teams go against Division Four teams like, oh, that's fair. I mean, it'd be fun to see Division Four up teams upset the bigger schools, sure, but eh, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Looking at the Scarlet Division of the Miami Valley Conference, you got Roger Bacon, Purcell Marion, Summit Country Day, North College Hill, which is that the closest one to New Miami? Norwood and Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, which is off of Kemper, Wright, Rye, 71, and Mason. So it is something to think about. Also, there are seven hills as well, and that's right by 71 somewhere. There's another non-football team. Who am I forgetting? Is it Cincinnati Christian? Yeah, it is Cincinnati Christian. I thought they had football. Son of a gun. But... New Miami is a possibility. Again, I don't know the Vikings accept that, but there's no mention of schools as saying, yeah, we invited them. Because really, you don't want to be like, we invited these schools and both of them turned us down. Oh, great. So my whole take on Edgewood and Ross going for the Southwestern Buckeye League, it's a little longer for a trip, especially for the Eastern teams to get to Ross and Edgewood, but Edgewood isn't terrible because, again, it's actually a few blocks away. I hate going back to the map, but I must to prove my point. <clears throat> actually, Edgewood and Middletown Masson are really close to each other. It's like, what is that road? Wayne Masson that takes you up to 122? Okay, so it's not as close as I thought, but it's it's not terrible. We're talking like go up Elk Creek Road, and then just follow that till you get to 122, and Middletown Madison is right by there. So, yeah, we're talking really close fit. So, yeah, I think competition-wise, excellent fits. It brings the Southwestern Buckeye League closer to the eyes of Cincinnatians. Yes, I know Monroe is right there, but it's just, eh... It really depends where you draw that line of this is the Dayton area, this is the Cincinnati area. Personally, for me, I have them mixed around Butler Warren, and then, you know, the further south you get down, the closer you're to Cincinnati. You get what I'm saying there. So, yeah, Southwestern Buckeye League getting two great athletic programs, two great schools, and it's going to be great seeing Ross and Edgewood become full-fledged Southwestern Buckeye League members. It's also going to be interesting to see what the Southwest Ohio Conference does. Again, I think New Miami might be a nice fit. North College Hill, you'd have that rivalry with, uh, excuse me, Mount Healthy. But again, would the Trojans go for that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with this episode being about conference realignments, readjustings, teams leaving, teams going. You know, it never ends, especially in this landscape, because you're looking for the best fit. You want the best fit for your kids. You want the best fit, you know, all around. If you're looking for travel-wise fit, if you're looking for competition fit, this is a never-ending story. And it could very well be a video game series on this podcast. And that will do it for the high school side. Let's move on to the college side and the Horizon League. So let's start off this thought with a trip back in time. Picture yourself. It's 1994. It's not like if you were born after 1994. Don't do that because things mess up the timeline and you just don't want to do it. The year is 1994. And back then, the Midwestern Collegiate Conference now known today as the Horizon League, except a boatload of teams, which include our very own Wright State Raiders and the University of Illinois at Chicago Flames. 
which is UIC. But in case you wonder what UIC stood for, it's not just a bunch of random letters. It is the University of Illinois at Chicago. One time named UICC and one time home to a good men's hockey team. Seriously, Flames, bring that back. Please bring hockey back. It's in Chicago, for crying out loud. You got the Blackhawks and everything. And plus, if I'm not mistaken, it would be the only varsity team in Chicago. Because I don't think any of the other schools have it. I know Chicago State doesn't. Loyola doesn't. That's not counting club hockey. Why are we talking about hockey? We're talking about UIC. Fast forward to 2022. January 26, 2022. And UIC will join the Missouri Valley Conference. This article is from UIC Today, today.uic.edu. And there was no author on this. It just says UIC News Contributor. So there you go. So this will be UIC's third conference affiliation since becoming a member of NCAA Division I back in 1981. They were part of the Association of Mid-Continent Universities. And then that changed into the Mid-Continent Conference in 1990, now known today as the Summit League. And then 1994, you had that mass addition of schools going to the Midwestern Collegiate Conference, known today as the Horizon League, which took that name in 2001. And at the time, I don't know if it still is or not, but at the time, for non-football conferences, it was the largest jump anyone's ever seen. Like I said, Wright State joined it, UIC, Cleveland State, uh, Northern Illinois joined it for a few years and was like, nah, we're good. And I think both Wisconsin teams came in. That's Milwaukee and Green Bay. And I think that's it. Youngstown State didn't join until 2001 themselves. Uh, Valparaiso was 2007 when I was in college. Butler was a founding member. Detroit, I think, Either founding members are joined the year after the first year. Anyway, so let's go talk about UIC to the MVC. It's the 12th member in the Missouri Valley, and it's happening in 2022-23. So next school year, looks like right now Horizon League doesn't have a Chicago affiliate, which means one of its key features having teams in Big TV and media markets, the biggest one, goes off. Remember, Chicago is number three in the country behind Los Angeles and then New York. So the league's existing membership will include three Illinois schools and the Bradley Braves, the Illinois State Redbirds, and Southern Illinois and the Salukis. This is Southern Illinois, Carbondale, as well as Drake University, Evansville, one-time member of the Midwestern Collegiate Conference, Indiana State, Missouri State, University of Northern Iowa, and Valparaiso. So you got the Valpo-UIC rivalry back on. So the Flames like being part of the Missouri Valley Conference, mentioning that it's an honor. The Valley is a conference that is not only rich in tradition with a storied history of success, but it aligns UIC with other like-minded institutions that share in our vision for the future of higher education athletics. It's a tremendous step in the evolution of our athletics programs and one that we're thrilled to embrace moving forward as we provide opportunities for our student-athletes to not only compete, but to succeed at the highest levels that succeed, not secede. So, yeah, UIC leaving the Horizon League. This one surprised me a bit. Of course, there's always the rumors Wright State to the Missouri Valley, but, you know, past few years, Wright State's going through, you know, reforming and things are getting better for WSU. There's no need to worry. And luckily, the committee. That is in charge of saying, hey, Wright State should have athletics or not. Decided, yeah, Wright State should have athletics. A big duh moment there. But hey, I'm thankful they went the correct way and not, oh, no, Wright State didn't deserve it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, UIC leaving. That's a big shock to me. I mean, we look at the flames. Let's look at the net rankings. Because I can tell you, UIC, eh, I mean, last time the Flames were super good, wasn't it when Jimmy Collins was leading the way? 
it's been a while. You know, I had high hopes for Lats coaching staff, and right now, just eh. now I gotta unblock it. Why CBS? I don't want that. Let's try to get the net ranking here and not get ad blocked to death. So let's look at, it's probably going to be listed Illinois, Chicago. Every time I see that, it's like, no, do you not see that? They don't like that. It's not what it's called. So yeah, UIC right now in the net rankings in men's basketball, 291, 10 and 15 on the year. Let's say that's not good. That is not good. Out of 358 teams, oh, by the way, you wonder the worst team in D1 by net ranking, IUPUI, 358th out of 358 teams, 1 and 23. And they're behind a couple winless teams in Lamar and Delaware State and behind Mississippi Valley State. If you remember, what was that, last year, two years ago, three years ago even? Uh, Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State was arguably the worst D1 team and they came to Wright State and the Raiders had a heyday on that game. Man, Green Bay's even down the list too. 347th. 3 and 20. Ooh. Oh, just uh, let me look. So, oh, this isn't going to show it. That might be for the best because I know well, here's conference ratings. This is just what I want to see. So, your best Net ranking for a conference is the Big 12, followed by the Big 10, the SEC, Big East, ACC, Pac-12, Mountain West, American Athletic Conference, West Coast, and then the Atlantic 10, top 10. Missouri Valley, not too far behind at 11th. Actually, they are about 8 percentage points away from the A-10. A-10's got a 98-66 record, and Missouri Valley only 54-50. and 50. And Loyola Chicago is the highest ranked team at 37th in the net rankings. Horizon League, still scrolling, still scrolling. Not last, 27th. A combined 25 and 69 with Oakland leading the way at 144. You know, the same Oakland that got swept by Wright State. Not to rub salt in that wound, but there you go. In case you're wondering, the worst net ranking for a conference, the SWAC. The Southwest Athletic Conference, they are combined 13 of 114. But yeah, seeing the Horizon League, they were towards the top 10 at one point. They were in the top 15 towards my time in college and a few years after that. But then it started to go down. Seeing the Horizon League this low hurts. It hurts my soul looking at Horizon League this far low. So UIC... They're going in a men's basketball conference that has a higher net ranking right now and more competition. So I get that. However, the Flames, like I mentioned, in the net, 291. In case you were wondering about the net rankings for Horizon League teams, these are not in order. That is not impressive. How is Purdue Fort Wayne in second place? My word. We are living in an upside down world. You know, you got Milwaukee picking up, oh, just a five-star recruit in Pat Baldwin Jr. playing for his dad. And yet, they're 7-13 and 13 in the conference. I don't understand that. Anyway, Cleveland State, they won the Horizon League. It's back-to-back years for the Vikings at 15-4. and four. Purdue-Fort Wayne, 13-6, and six, a net ranking of 240. Wright State, 13-7, and seven, two and a half back at first with Norfolk, Kentucky at 12-6. and six. The Raiders, 217. The Norse, 223. So yeah, Wright State's net ranking a little lower than it's been in the past few years. And the Norse, eh, a few spots worse. Youngstown State, 12 and 7, three games back at 233. Oakland, I said, had the best net ranking in the conference of 144. Cleveland State's, by the way, was 163. The Golden Grizzlies, 11 and 6. Detroit Mercy, 231 net ranking. UIC, 291. Milwaukee, 327th. Robert Morris, 328th. Green Bay, 347th. IUPUI, again, dead last. Full stop, dead last. And Green Bay's lost 10 in a row in the last 10. And still better than IUPUI. That that hurts. That hurts just looking at it. Oh, man. 
I knew Horizon's numbers were down in net rankings, but I didn't think they were this dramatically down. My word. Oh. That's a, what? Is that one or two teams in the top quadrant and then that's kind of it? Top quadrant's very generous, like, halfway point? Oh. I just, I just look at it. It's just, it's. I get why UIC is leaving. That they want better for the men's basketball program, but I mean, that is going to be one heavy anchor right now on the net ranking lifted up. But wow, you know, this year it was a tough start for Wright State, thirteen and seven in conference play. That's not bad. Let's see, what does Wright State have left? Two games, both at another center, Youngstown State, Robert Morris. You know, I remember on this podcast, I said, I love the Robert Morris edition. Well, in terms of basketball rankings, what was I talking about? I still love the fact that Horizon League's now in the Pittsburgh market. But uh, yeah, Robert Morris, you're kind of disappointing me there. I thought you'd be more competitive than this. I mean... Let's look at Robert Morris real quick. Six and twenty-one. Oof. Three and ten at home. Three and eleven on the road. Five and fourteen in conference play. And they're at Norfolk, Kentucky before visiting Wright State this Saturday. Well, last Saturday. Sorry. Remember, I have Mondays at three on WWSU. So by the time we're talking about this, those games have already been played. But you can hear WWSU folks cover their Raiders quite well. Love to see how that station has bloomed. It's also weird to see all the CDs gone, but we're talking sports. Yeah, I'm going to close out the net rankings because <laughs> it's making me sad just looking at that. God, I remember when the Horizon League was oh so strong. I mean, top 15 at least, and now towards the bottom. That hurts. And yeah, as a Wright State alum, I love to see the Raiders get in the Missouri Valley, which a lot of people seem to think that the ship has sailed completely. I'm not one of those people. I don't think that, oh, well, it's 12. Remember what I said. Conference changes never stop. They never do. They might be more common in high school sports in the area compared to collegiate-wise, but... They still happen, so I'm not holding my breath, but maybe, just maybe. I think Wright State be a nice fit in Missouri Valley, especially with baseball. So, speaking of baseball, UIC, not to have the favorites, it's Wright State, by the way. Season started uh, last weekend, actually. Raiders battled hard in two out of the three games, lost all three at number 11 Georgia Tech, but hey, Raiders love to schedule tough opponents. I love that about Wright State baseball. So UIC, they've been one of the two teams that have been really tough in baseball. Past few years, eh, it's been Wright State all the way. Then Milwaukee, UIC, depending on who wants to emerge. Youngstown State's getting there. Oakland, they're not doing the co-head coaching thing anymore. It's just one guy leading the pack. Norfolk, Kentucky, man, I love that they hired Steve Dineman, former head coach at St. Clair Community College. He's now an assistant coach with the Norse. I love it for him because that dude has deserved a D1 opportunity for a very long time, considering that, A, his baseball program didn't play in Dayton. They played in Xenia. And remember, St. Clair's in downtown Dayton. And you have to go next county over to play ball. Get those kids in and feed them through. Norfolk, Kentucky, I think, has probably been the biggest benefactor to seeing Clare Community College baseball. And that's no joke, because I literally see about 10 or 12 on the Norris roster. Wright State's gotten a few. Dayton's gotten a few. Eddie Persinger, who, by the way, I just realized, is not on the Dayton Flyers baseball team anymore. It's so crazy, but then that's circle of life. So right now, UIC... In baseball, they're one of seven teams. They go, it's one of six. So not at that line of, ooh, we need to add quick. But yeah, you need to add quick. So yeah, that's going to mean no more Les Miller Field at Curson Granderson Stadium. 
which by the way is in between Wrigley and what is that guaranteed right now between the Cubs and the White Sox. Beautiful skyline, beautiful view. It's not to say UIC is not going to schedule any Horizon League teams. That's not what I'm saying. It's just no more trips to Chicago, which we will talk about Horizon League adding in just a moment. So we might as well go over that now because I realized, eh, you know, with UIC exiting, there's no more Chicago footprint for the Horizon League. So now what does the Horizon League do? There is a good video. It is titled D1360 Conference Realignment UIC to Missouri Valley plus Horizon League Expansion. I have it favorited because I knew I wanted to talk about it. It is very stats heavy. So if you love to hear, you know, numbers crunch and everything, you know, go watch it. I guarantee it is interesting to hear. Also, this is D1360 on YouTube. So go watch it. So who do you have if you're the Horizon League? And there's a few names already in the mix. Make sure it doesn't get played. So if you're wondering, is Horizon League going to try to keep the Chicago footprint? The answer is I don't know. If you think about it, there is only one team that's a mid-major that would probably be interested in Horizon League. And that is Chicago State and the Cougars. Now, I know I had conversations with Mike McGregor on Twitter. He's a fellow Wright State fan and very nice guy. Mentioning that, yeah, Chicago State doesn't have baseball anymore. They did, but then they cut it for, what, they add soccer, both men's and women's? I think that's what they added. So, no baseball right now. And I think right now that's the deal breaker. What's nice is you stay in Chicago. What isn't nice is... You're trading out a net ranking anchor for a net ranking anchor. Uh, I shouldn't have closed the net ranking. Let's go back. Luckily, there's such thing as opening closed tabs. I love when that happens. So let's look back at net ranking and search for Chicago State. What would the Cougars be? The Cougars are not... The Cougars weren't popping up because I forgot how to search things on my computer. And I can't type in Chicago because I'm leaning. So 339 are the Cougars, 6-21. and 21. And if I remember right, the Cougars have had four winning seasons in my lifetime. That is June 1988 onwards. Four. Four. So... Mm, I, I don't know. I don't want to be the type of person that bashes institutions or athletic programs, but I don't know if the Horizon League is the best fit for Chicago State. I mean, they're trying to get into other conferences. They asked, what was it, the Ohio Valley Conference, and they got shot down. There's a thread on rightstate.proboards.com, which is titled Conference Realignment and HL Expansion. It's already at 105 pages. That tells you how many, uh, how much or how old this form is, how many posts are there. Latest one is asking, or not asking, this one is telling about NCANT, that's North Carolina Agricultural and Tech, asking for approval to move to the Colonial Athletic Association, where George Mason was, and Old Dominion is still. So let's talk about a few names that Horizon League could realistically look at. I know what you're thinking. You think Southern Indiana because they're joining D1. No, they're in the Ohio Valley Conference. Would that put Evansville back on the map in the Horizon League reach? Yeah, but again, Screaming Eagles have already picked a partner. And probably the first name you thought of, and I thought of too, Bellarmine in Louisville. Looks like Bellarmine, but it's Bellarmine. At least that's what they told me. So Bellarmine, interesting fit. It's a Louisville grab, so you have a natural rivalry between NKU and Bellarmine, who I believe is in the OVC. So it's kind of like Norfolk Kentucky's situation, except, you know, different conference, 
Northern Kentucky, when they entered D1, they were in the Atlantic Sun and then got the invite to Horizon League and have just made the best rivalry with Wright State. I will not hear any arguments on that case. Sorry. Take it up with my lawyers. Oh, wait, I don't have any. I'm poor. But <laughs> let's look at Bellarmine. 207 net ranking, so pretty good. That's a little under the halfway point, but still not bad. 12 and 12, and they play at Historic Freedom Hall, you know, where the Louisville Cardinals used to play. Fantastic scenery. Bellarmine is competitive. We saw Bellarmine in, what was it? They played soccer at UD, and I forget if it was men's, women's. It was one of the two, but it's not a bad athletic program. They spend a lot, and it'd be a nice fit. I mean, a little further away from Wisconsin teams, especially Green Bay, uh, maybe a little bit far for Pittsburgh, but hey, that's not bad. And it is probably the slam dunk name, according to the D1360 conference realignment video that I told you about on YouTube. And plus, plus, I believe they have baseball. So right now, baseball is probably the thing to watch out for. And I definitely think Bellerman would be a nice fit along with um, Norfolk, Kentucky. That'd be a natural rivalry. So then Youngstown State keeps Robert Morris. Cleveland State would get... Who would they get? I forget how this all works out. But um, yeah, I think Bellerman is probably your smash hit for the Horizon League to replace UIC. That's probably the name I would go with. And it sounds like it's good news, according to one post. So it sounds like good news should be on the horizon with Bellerman. I'll see myself out after that terrible pun. <laughs> I love Horizon League puns. You can't stop me. I love those puns. But yeah, like I said, go watch the video. Bellerman is a good pick. Also mentioning a few Summit League teams, which remember, back in the day it was MidCon, back in the day it was MCC. That's how most of the teams, actually, both Wisconsin teams, Wright State, Cleveland State, still in, joined the Horizon League. So like I mentioned, Chicago State, they did apply for the Ohio Valley and they got turned down. So I, I don't know what Chicago State will do. I, I know I read somewhere that Chicago State would add baseball back if it meant getting in the Horizon League, but I just that basketball net ranking. I mean, you... Get rid of the Flames was just underachieving. That team should be much, much better, but it's just, I don't know. So here's a post. I believe it's Mike McGregor. It's the same teams he likes. So, so Southern Indiana, probably out. Eastern Illinois. The big problem is, A, they're not really close to an airport. B, they're not really close to a big city. They're in the rural area. So that would get away from Horizon League's mission. I don't know if you're at Horizon League, if you stick with that mission so much. But it is possible. It's not like there isn't a football team in the Horizon League, Youngstown State. Didn't Robert Morris have football too? I think they do. Was that Duquesne I'm thinking about? I don't know. So there's a couple options there. I think Bellerman is probably your best fit bringing baseball and swimming and diving, which I wish Wright State would bring back, but talk about that later. So with Bellarmine, actually they're in the Atlantic Sun. Why do they think Ohio Valley? Because I get those conferences mixed up. But I don't know if Bellarmine would be so quick to leave that conference to get to the Horizon League. I don't know. So that's your big names there. There's also... Morehead State and Southern Illinois, which I don't think Southern Illinois, uh, Southern Illinois Edwardsville, which no branch campus is Southern Illinois. They've gotten better. The Cougars of SIUE, they've gotten better as time's gone on. Morehead State's not bad, but again, they're kind of just in a college town, not really close to anything, I think. But the big thing is sponsoring football. 
Football's not bad, but it's the whole thing of how much money is tied up in football and the rest of the sports. Do they get drippings or they have a nice budget as well? So that's kind of why we talk about football a lot. There's also mentioned a Grand Valley State. That's a D2 program up around Grand Rapids. So that'd be another Michigan team up in the Horizon League. And this is a Grand Valley State team that sponsors just about every sport. And that includes football. But that's not bad. That's not a bad suggestion. Because if you think about it, Lakers are pretty pretty competitive. I think they're the Lakers. Let's type in... See if I'm correct. Yes, I am correct. So, how the sports that GV sponsors baseball, huge basketball, cross country, football. So, there's a ding. Uh, golf for both men's and women, swimming and diving for both men's and women's, tennis for both, track and field for both, women's volleyball, women's lacrosse. So maybe a partner with Detroit Mercy, if they, what what is that league? Horizon League doesn't sponsor lacrosse. Might be a matter of time if more schools add it, but I don't know. So that's an interesting ad. Uh, I think Grand Valley would be, you know, a good fit right in. They might, you know, have the, you know, normal D1 struggles getting in. But that's an interesting take. So I honestly think that's not bad, but I think Bellarmine is probably your best choice. Maybe Chicago State if they get baseball, but again, do you want to swap an anchor with an anchor in terms of basketball net rankings? I don't know. But Horizon League's losing UIC. I know that'll help out with the net rankings, but goodbye, Flames. You were a great rival to Wright State. It's always a lot of fun, especially on the baseball diamond. And, you know, Mike D leading the way for the Flames. Rob Cooper, Greg Lovelady, Jeff Mercer, Alex Sogard. Wright State UIC, that conference rivalry is going to be sorely missed. It could be Wright State Milwaukee now, but it's just not the same. Because it, it used to be year in, year out. It's Wright State UIC, Milwaukee maybe. And that was kind of it. Maybe Youngstown State once in a blue moon. But yeah. So this is the last year. There was some drama, but I think it got ironed out. And Horizon League is allowing UIC to compete in Horizon League tournaments, which I get where the Horizon League's coming from, but that's still petty. I mean, you got to be happy. UIC's giving you a lot of time in the Horizon League. I mean, from 1994 until summer 2022 so thanks for everything flames good luck in the missouri valley and now real quick we talk about wright state adding sports remember a few years back cutting softball and both tennis teams they were under the limit to stay in division one but they had a waiver thanks to covid19 and the coronavirus that waiver is almost up so now it's time to talk about what rights they can add. And this has been so interesting to me. For me, honestly, I'd add softball and swimming and diving back. Not because it's more games for me to announce. Maybe it is. I don't know. But you already got the facilities there. Lacrosse has been thrown out there. That's very interesting because of the fact that, you know, you got alumni field. All it is is just more spray paint and, you know, add lines. I wouldn't mind lacrosse for both men's and women's. There's been great club teams at Wright State, too. So lacrosse wouldn't be too bad. Love to see wrestling come back, but I don't think that's ever happening. Why is college wrestling so sparse, especially around here? You look at the history of Wright State and University of Dayton wrestling, such great history. And then what happened? Where'd it go? Away. That's the answer, but you get what I'm saying. I think men's track was added on there because right now it's just women's track. Is that cross? No, cross country has both. Maybe women's golf. Because remember, you need the same or more opportunities for women with Title IX. I'm surprised women's golf hasn't been offered yet. Just because of the fact that, look at Wright State's golf program. Pretty pristine, eh? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, under the same regimen, women's golf can... Get the ground rolling. Although the big question is, does Horizon League sponsor that? 
And stupidly enough, as I'm running out of time, because I'm trying to get this an hour, does Horizon League sponsor women's golf? Yes, they do. So that's an option there. And no, football is not a realistic option. Stop asking for it. You don't need football. There's club football at Wright State. Go celebrate those students. They're working as hard. They have no athletic scholarships. They're your student body. And now I feel like I'm preaching to the Wright State students on here. <laughs> How big my ego got once I realized my podcast says went to WWSU. Hmm. Pretty, pretty large. No. I mean, we don't need football. And plus, that's going to take a lot of resources away from men's basketball, from baseball, from your sports that are competitive already. So whatever sports does Horizon League offer? Like I said, lacrosse isn't on there, but I have to assume one day it will be. Tennis, the big thing is, yes, there's courts of right state, but the last few years, Raiders didn't play at home. They Well, they did, but it wasn't at Wright State. They played at five seasons a couple times in Bellbrook. They played at South Regions Tennis Courts in Miamisburg, Springboro. I feel like they played at one more place, and I just can't put my finger on it. But, you know, there's that option there. So there's a few options. My hope is softball, swimming, and diving, so I can come back and announce those. It's a lot of fun. And plus, I really liked the job that Laura Matthews was doing before the program shut down. And again, this is not bashing Wright State Athletics. I know it was a tough decision. I'm supportive of that. But I'd love to see the Raiders softball team come back. That's just me, though. And I think that will do it for us here on the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this on WWSU, well... Visit me at sindaypod.com, then click on listen. You can listen to this podcast anytime, anywhere with a lot of platforms. Seriously, there's like a bunch. Or you can search the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. It is part of the best 25 podcasts in Cincinnati. Woo! And that was me not slamming my elbow into the desk. God, that hurt. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you already know, but I'm on WWSU Mondays at 3. And hopefully we're going to keep our episodes every week. I mean, things are starting to slow down because, you know, basketball playoffs, once those teams get eliminated, then, yeah. But, yeah, hopefully we get more episodes in. If you have any ideas on who the Southwest Ohio Conference should add, if you have any ideas who the Horizon League should add, you know, chat me up. Be part of the podcast. Sunday pod on Twitter. The Facebook page is the Cincinnati and Dayton sports podcast. You can always connect with me, the Lee W. Mallon and be a part of this podcast because I might talk into this podcast a lot. I might do this podcast, but it's really for the people of Dayton and Cincinnati and all areas around. That will do it. That's it. This is episode two thirty, I believe I've lost count of how many episodes I've done, but It's been great talking to you. We will talk to you again next time. And I promise as we get closer to March Madness, baby, boom. Wait, that's mixing up Dick Vitale and John Madden. Sorry. Once we get closer to college basketball playoffs, that's when we talk about the entire Cincinnati Dayton region from D1 to D3, NAIA and junior college sports. We're talking about hoops for all the campuses around. Talk to you next time here on the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Why bother with Dayton Sports Radio when you got the local Sunday Sports Podcast? Thank you for listening to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure to bookmark SundayPod.com, spelled C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D, the official website of the podcast. You can find your favorite ways of listening to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. You can also purchase merchandise from Tee Public and Redbubble to help support the podcast. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SundayPod.com. 
and the host at The Lee W. Mowen. The closing theme is Cosmopolitan from Pecan Pie on Upbeat. This is Lee W. Mowen signing off another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Thank you for your continued listenership and join me on the next episode.